another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Bloomer. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Today, you guys, it just felt like there was something in the air. A tour, maybe? A lot of things going on that we had to listen to some Static X. So we are back with them and their third album, Shadow Zone talking all about them um also i think we got a tweet or something from uh from listener alan smock who said you guys haven't done static x in a while treat yourself and i said all right it's been since okay. episode 69 whoa 69 nice. nice i've heard of it i've heard of it <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a woman is like <laughs> oh yeah me too <laughs> Pretty cool. Uh, pretty, yeah, cool. pretty cool. <laughs> oh, pretty yeah. cool. Pretty cool cue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Married with a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about Static X today. But before we get to that, we've got to talk about who's podcasting. Who's podcasting? Who is podcasting? So there have been a lot of podcasts that have gone up lately uh, with a lot of interesting topics that we should mention from a lot of our, our close friends in the podcast community. First, over at our old friend Talk To Me. He had Phil Demmel on his show, former member of Machine Head. If you have not heard this interview, you need to get your ass over there and listen to this pod. We're talking, so he's, he's throwing some heaters over at Rob Flynn. He's talking some major smack. It's pretty incredible. Highly recommend that interview. Matt, did you get a chance to listen to that one? Well, I've I've been seeing uh, the hubbub because he heaters is correct. He's laying it all on the line that it, Machine Head was basically just a Rob Flynn project at the end, that it might as well have been a self-titled effort. Yeah, and that he hated Catharsis, the last album, and that he was upset that he gave his riffs to him for this album. That is that is some hot, hot takes. Wow, somebody ever said they regretted giving me their riffs. By the way, I'm getting over a cold. I'm okay. sure that you can hear it. <laughs> I thought you were just turning on the sultry. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Don't you ever say you regret giving me those riffs. <laughs> Lady, Lady Prowler is in effect. <laughs> yes, I am. It's too cold to be in the bushes, so I come here. <laughs> very uh, cool. Very cool. VC, uh, baby. VC. Um, oh, over on Discography Discussion, this is uh, actually this episode's a few weeks back now by the time this goes up, but they did a whole app on My Ticket Home. They went through My Ticket Home's entire discography. This is a great episode. They also, they give us a shout out. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. They also, I think they kind of throw the gauntlet down a little bit, Matt. Did you get a little bit of a... What are you talking about? They kind of bring up at the end that we hadn't done the follow-up My My Ticket Home album because we had heard that it wasn't that new metal. And they said, I don't know, it seems pretty new metal. Maybe somebody should check it out. And then they somebody, I think it was Dan, did a cough, cough, roach coach, cough, cough. Hey, I am always willing to listen to more My Ticket Home. Absolutely. Um, but it is always fun to hear yourself taunted on a podcast. So thank you guys. Uh, so definitely listen to that episode. It's great. And then finally, and this ties in right to our album this week, um, Frank Palmieri from Immure was on the Brutally Speaking podcast. 
started talking about the Static X reunion. Started saying some wild shit. There's all wild shit on these pods. Started saying that it's a cash-in. Started saying these Static X guys weren't even at Wayne's memorial. Getting real heated. Wow. Couple days later, Static X current tour manager hops in, goes, who's this guy? Never heard of him. Don't know anything about him. He doesn't know Wayne. He doesn't know us. Then he starts talking real wild. Starts talking about how Wayne was only turned onto drugs by his dead wife. He starts talking ill of the dead. It gets real ugly. This isn't on the pod. Just the interview with the first guy is. But <laughs> yeah, the, but that pod set all this off. I have never seen such vicious shit said about dead people in a while let me oh, tell you i was gonna say lauren you're frequently taken to task for your hot takes so if you haven't heard such vicious things said well i'm not normally talking about dead people am i not yet i'm waiting for <laughs> okay. that to be that's that's more of like for your mid 40s early 50s I think. that's right that's when i start getting in that yeah so um definitely check out that shit stirrer of a conversation over on brutally speaking and then actually i said finally but there's one more Listener of the show, uh, Roach Rider for Life Shmeev, we bring him up a lot, started up his own pod. It's called Juggalo Judgment. To him, listener, also another listener of the show, Mike Spohn, these guys are talking about ICP from the beginning. If you want some ground floor, every album by ICP podcast, Juggalo Judgment. The show is legit. I listened to it today. And I was like, these boys, these boys, here's the thing. They're this is the first time they've ever done it. They're taking it serious. They're, they're taking it serious. And let me tell you, episode two, if episode two is as good as episode one, I'm going to have to come back on this here and say, the boys did it again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so check that out. Check out all those pods. A lot of great pods out there right now. Uh, but you know what else is great? Who's tweeting? Who's tweeting? Who is? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Lauren, did we do uh, an episode on Earth Crisis? We did. Straight we did do an episode. vegans, straighter than a razor blade. That's exactly right. Uh, and people had thoughts about it. Uh, first of all, over on Facebook, we've got Ben Rayski. He says, this was considered the Earth Crisis sellout album by most who were into hardcore at this time. I really just showed up to defend Dead Guy a little. They admitted their name was cheesy and got it from a line in a John Candy film. It was trying to be anti-tough guy at a time when that's all anyone in the hardcore community was trying to be. They were arguably the angriest band on Victory or Hardcore at that time, case in point. And then we uh, got a Dead Guy link here. And he said, sincerely, the Roach Rider was a Dead Guy tattoo, smiley face. You know... I've known Ben for a long uh -huh. time, more than 10 years. Didn't know he had a dead guy tattoo. We there all learned go. today. There we go. We all, yeah. Uh, Derek Solberg said, start the new year off heavy. Do Kane Hill smile soon? Kane Hill, a newer new metal band. Kind of through, this is, we've been getting that's been the the theme of 2019 is people just saying you guys need to do these new bands you need to check out these new bands these young pups these young boys coming in saying we can do it too we can down tune it we can chug mm -hmm. message received 
Look, if the pe- the sheeple still haven't woken up, gotta yeah. keep trying. Gotta, gotta keep, keep trying. trying. Gotta keep trying. All right, Duke Cannon says, finally, I was starting to wonder if this album was going to get its day in the sun. Personally, I enjoyed most of it, but I remember it being completely shit on by the hardcore community. And I guess I get it, but Earth Crisis weren't the only band switching their sound to appeal to a new audience. But by the hate that it got, you'd swear they were. I give them a lot of props for making the leap because hardcore fans can be downright brutal when they hear something by one of their beloved godfathers and they don't like or approve of. It didn't end up succeeding and eventually made their way back home to the hardcore side of town and all was forgiven, I guess. I kind of hope this makes its way into the canon for the sheer bare bones of itself. It's new metal, may not be perfect, but by guts alone, they deserve an asterisk or something. Thanks for the episode, guys. You're welcome. Appreciate it. You are welcome. Nick Fenton was not ready for Matt singing, but said it was surprisingly good all things considered. <laughs> yes, for a non-professional. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right! Yeah! There you go. <laughs> and then we put it into a little box, and we bury it in the dirt, and it doesn't come back again. Oh, no, no. It'll stay with me forever. Don't worry. <laughs> Stir right under the razor blade. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I never forget it. Uh, Elric says, I'm going <laughs> to send Lauren Ice Girls by Cold World and tell him it's a new metal band from the thick of it. I'm positive he'd believe me. I don't know what don't this know is in reference to. I don't either. But I I did look up this album and added it to my Apple Music, but I have not listened to it yet. Um, so I don't know what I'm in for. Ice so. Grills? Ice Grills by Cold World. Cold World is the band. Ice Grills is the album. Cold World? You guys go ahead and I'll see what I can find. Okay. Jake Leach says, I can't comment on this because I'm in the former Hardcore Kid Poser relocation program. Fuck, I've said too much. Uh, me too, Jake. Who isn't a, a former Hardcore Kid Poser? Yeah, know? right. Everyone <laughs> is. I've got a Mad Ball t-shirt in my closet right now, so <laughs> I'm with you. Jack says, it's rain snowing in Minnesota tonight, which means that on top of the sun setting at 3 p.m. to shroud us all in a cocoon of seemingly eternal darkness. I also had to carry an umbrella to walk the dog. Slipped and fell like three times and cut my finger open trying to throw out my hand to break my fall on an unholy ice-snow hybrid. On top of that, seasonal depression blondness is kicking my butt lately. But y'all live in Michigan. I don't have to tell you how dumb winter is. So this is all to say that I so needed Roach Coach today. Thank you for being one of the brightest bright spots in an otherwise craptacular day. Wednesdays, or whenever I get around to listening, are always a treat. Jax, you are a true delight who has brought us sunshine on many days. Yes, Jax. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for the comment. Chris Freeman said, didn't really think the album was great, but love that we are getting into these deep cut albums from primarily non uh, non-new metal bands you know what we're all over the place which we just did rammstein and uh you know we're about to things are about to get real crazy next month when we dive into all ross robinson produced albums that are not new metal that is not the name of the month that's a clunky way to say it but that is what we are doing next month i think we mentioned it's a producer's last... spotlight that's right Ooh. The producer's spotlight we're Spot- we're taking some time to sit down with the angel that's right <laughs> Uh, I uh, I am composing an email right now to Ross's management company Ooh. to see if we can get five minutes with the angel 
because uh, he doesn't do a ton of interviews. I've, he's done like the Dean Del Rey show, mm-hmm. which is on YouTube, and Dean Del Rey has its own unique style of interviewing that I'm not particular to, but is an interview with <laughs> with him. <laughs> I think that I think that's the nicest I can be. That um, you did very good. Yeah. Um, but they uh, they had worked together and they 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 are friends because like, um, anyway that doesn't matter. And then he did the interview with, um, the Daniel P. Carter. Yes, which is a great interview. Fantastic. That's I think where we get Russ's rules. Yes, that that yeah. interview is probably the best interview with him. And then um, he's done a few other ones, but most of them are about like. Like this one I watched on YouTube was like all about production techniques. It's like, do you gate the drums? Are you double miking them? And it was like, all right, well, this is this is all like hardcore production stuff. First of all, those are the questions I have. (laughs) (laughs) So get shit on them. But when I'm asking them in front of you and that takes up the whole five minutes, I won't hear anything about it. Uh, Ah, yes. We have questions about gating drums. And are you really a nickname guy? Because mm-hmm. as we heard, we heard you're a nicknamer. How many plants have you thrown? <laughs> he talks a little bit about like he throws the plants only when he's moved by the spirit. Okay. All right. Well, hey. Uh, here's a little uh, Cold World ice grills from 2005. I don't, I don't think I found the right thing, by the way. Your face, Lauren, is delightful. I'm, I got. I, I got a note. I feel confident that this is the right thing. I, have I, a I think <laughs> I found it. I feel very I, good about finding. I it I think now. that's the right thing. Uh, quick note: turn it off. <laughs> that's my note. I here's the thing. I'm 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 ready this episode to talk about sh- sh- uh, Shadow Zone. I'm ready to talk about Static X. I was not prepared for that, and thus, turn it off. <laughs> we got a comment from. Daniel Hedger, who said he's finally listening to the episode, and it's a Christmas miracle. That's right. This came out around Christmas. Not only did I love this album when it came out, but you read my comment out. Thanks, Roach Riders. You are welcome, Daniel. Mike Hoverlook says, hey, I don't have anything intelligent to say on Earth Crisis, but you started listening to other bands, and it got me thinking. What about a special app for non-new metal songs guested on by new metal artists? This song was a Napster find for me back in the day that helped guide me to hardcore. Thanks, Chino. And then we got a link to a song. It's uh, Will to Die by Strife. That'll take you right to hardcore. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I've never, I never heard this song before. So, all right. I mean, I know that people have dipped in and out. And, you know, I think Jonathan Davis has guested on some stuff. Uh, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. And Chino, I mean, we could do a whole episode of just Chino guesting because Chino, you know, he's, he's all over the place. Uh, Garrett Fuller said, he quoted the show. He said, my nose is running like a motherfucker, Matt Nas. Great line. <laughs> great moment on that. Absolutely. Over Jenny. on Instagram. 
Oh, man. Oh, our boy Tom Hazard says, I managed them on this record cycle. We need to talk to Tom soon. We, we, we got to talk to Tom. We got to get back with Tom. <laughs> we got we we to invite him to Detroit. Mitch and I have a spare bedroom. Does it have a bed oh. in it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> but I bet he'd be comfortable staying there. <laughs> he seems like somebody who could just be happy anywhere. It truly, truly. And finally, we got an email from Austin Counts, where the subject line was not down with the sickness. And he said, uh, hi there, new, parentheses, NU, new listener. And starting from the very beginning, I just got past the Disturbed Sickness episode and remembered a terrible but funny story from my childhood that reminded me of that album. I was in middle school, probably 12, and I was at a carnival with my family and some friends. We wanted to go on one of those smaller carnival roller coasters, like one that basically has small dips and just goes in circles. So I boarded with one of my friends, and when I guess they played music, well, it goes, and the song it played was Down With The Sickness. A few seconds after it started, my friend got sick and threw up in the cart, and some of it got on me, so I was forced to sit in this cart with puke splashing around while Down With The Sickness played. So every time I hear that song, that's all I can think of. Mm. Thank you, Austin. Oh, man. I don't want to imagine being on the bobcat with the sickness. No, no, <laughs> no. no. Sorry no, you got that... puked on Austin. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. But hopefully you have nothing but good memories of dropping plates. Mm. That reminds me of a a quick, disgusting, and humiliating Harpo's memory that I have. Ooh. I'm just going to tell you this quick story and then we'll hop right into Static X. Okay, sounds good. Uh, one time I was at Harpo's and I forget what show I was seeing. I think it might have been Municipal Waste. I don't really remember. But I do remember that I drank way too much. And um, I was in a car driving home with my boyfriend at the time and his friend was in the backseat who kind of didn't like me that much for no reason at that time. But they would have a reason by the end of this car ride. Oh, no. I, oh, no. I rolled the window down to, like, barf out the, the side of the window. And they happened to have their window open. And I guess some sort of thing happened where it just, like, redirected out, in, back in. and in back in and just hit this dude in the face. Oh, poor guy. And oh, then no. we were going to a, it was like a holiday party or something that he was going to be at the next day. And so I got him a card and I wrote, sorry, I puked on you in it and gave it to him. Um, we became civil <laughs> after that. Uh, but, you know, Austin, <laughs> just so you know, there's somebody else out there who's been puked on mm-hmm. by me. The song playing during that instance? Creed, Arms Wide Open. Yeah, it was... I don't know. <laughs> It was just it was just a real sad, embarrassing time. All right. Well, there, that's it for who's tweeting. Keep on tweeting, Facebook and send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Of course, get everything Roach Coach. Catch up on old apps, like our boy Austin is, over at roachcoach.com. The album of the week, Shadow Zone by Static X. Jenny, when did this album come out? Oh, this album came out on October seventh, two thousand three. That's the come down. That sure is, is the come down. Sure yes, it is. is. Uh, Jenny, history with uh, Shadow Zone and briefly Static X. Uh, Static X, just the radio singles, mostly from Wisconsin Death Trip. This album didn't know it existed until it got brought up 
for this show. Lauren, how about you? Obviously loved uh, loved and owned Wisconsin Death Trip and the second album Machine. And this record, I at this point, this would have come out the beginning of my senior year of college. I recall hearing a single and thinking, what did these boys do? What is going on over there? What happened? And then I looked up who the producer was. It's Josh Abraham. Josh Abraham, haven't Josh heard Abraham in a while. Josh Abraham and I, and, and oh, and there had been a stained album that Josh Abraham had produced that had come out that summer that I thought was very bad, and so I was like, okay, Josh is just fucking everything up for everybody, and I blame Josh, and so I, I was done. I literally was like done with Static X, and in that moment, I didn't listen to another song. Didn't think I didn't even know like since we've started the show, I've looked up and acquired all the rest of the static x albums i didn't realize how many there were i mean i yeah i was just like i'm done with you guys i'm over it bye everybody man nas history with shadow zone no history with shadow zone okay so i have a uh, question um, yes so wisconsin death trip mm-hmm. in the canon yes yes but machine i don't remember get to the gone was that, inducted. Okay. Get to the Gone got in. There was a little hubbub in the comments that we should have uh, inducted. This is not, since it has repeated screaming lines of, I hate this, which um, I believe, once again, listener Alan Smock making a point that uh, that what's more new metal than that. But, um, but we did not induct that one. We did only induct Get to the Gone. Jenny, we got some, we got some, a couple, we did three genre tags over here. We sure do. Uh, the genre tags are, and in this order, alternative metal, industrial metal, and new metal. New metal third. Things are happening in Camp Static X. Changes are afoot. How many changes? Jenny, who's in Static X on this album? Okay, well, that's a tough cue. It's actually not. But here's who's in Static X on this album. We got Wayne Static on lead guitar, um, vocals and keyboards and programming we've got trip elson on guitar uh and we've got tony campos on bass and backing vocals um josh freeze played drums but just for the studio and nick oshiro who was the drummer for the band seether joined the band shortly after the recording process to tour but he's also the person that's featured in the album art from what i can tell he is but Josh Freeze, what a guy all over the place. Oh, man. I didn't Just realize he was yeah. a, a permanent member of Devo. What? what? I, I didn't know that. According to Wikipedia, this might be a spawn soundtrack all over again. <laughs> oh, man. But I knew, I mean, I knew he was in the Vandals. That's how I was like first introduced to Josh Freeze. But like, um, yeah, apparently permanently in Devo. And wow. he toured with Sting. Dude's all over the place. He really is. Gotta He's love like Josh Freeze. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is who was in the band. This uh, this album was written at a time that was extremely tense in the band. Seems like we got a bit of a Queen of the Damned situation. Queen of the Damned is basically in this Wikipedia blamed for the sound jenny it's, it's the yoko of this like, it is whole thing. They, they just come to back wikipedia. to like yeah, yeah um 
And uh, yeah, basically they did the he, static did the Queen of the Damned uh, soundtrack, and according to the wiki, it turned to be a turning point for the band uh, because the label, uh, specifically exec Tom Wally at Warner Brothers, heard the song and said, "Whoa, you guys need to do more shit like this—a more melodic sound." Then the band said, we want to work with our boy Ulrich Wilde. He did our first two records. Let's do three for three. They said, the label said, no, you can't work with Ulrich. You cannot. You got to work with Josh. So that's tense. Right before they're set to record, days before they've been doing pre-production, Ken J, original drummer, quits the band. Days before. Out. Leaves. It's like, uh uh-uh not doing it can't do it you got who do you got you got josh not ulrich it's queen of the damned no not um not not on my watch he walks this isn't what i signed up for boys yeah so there you go on top of that there was also tension in the band because wayne uh wrote all of machine on his own and so he felt like he was shouldering too much work the band was resentful that he wrote the whole album by himself feeling like they weren't given enough chance to shine on their own a lot of weird tension i mean i've you know i don't know how much you know of this is from interviews i mean i see a lot of citations here so it looks like if i wanted to dig in more i could so a lot of tension in the band they wrote 20 songs for the album before narrowing it down to the 13 on the record Josh Fries, by all accounts, a genius, according to Wayne Stanek. Says he's amazing. Guy rolled in and nailed it in like, what, two days? Three days. Three days. Jesus. Did every did every single song. Three or four songs a day. Gave Wayne goosebumps. That's a direct quote. They were able to get Ulrich Wilde to mix the album. I don't think anything else of note uh critically do we want to talk about the reviews or do we want to wait probably probably wait <laughs> i'm dying <laughs> okay, can i wait then. to get to the reviews i don't know <laughs> let's get into this <laughs> yeah let's get into this we'll talk about the reviews as we go on all right then first track destroy all Oh, shit, you guys. I think we just got a hot open. That's a hot open. It's a very hot open. Um, Jenny, thoughts to Destroy All? Um, I thought it was a decently hot open. I thought this sounds like Static X to me. Um, mm-hmm. I could have done without the 
whatever industrial sound was in the background there. Oh, the little but, siren bomb drop sounds? Yeah. I normally wouldn't want to just jump to a comment on songmeanings.com, but there's one that I just can't stay away from. <laughs> if you're wondering what the song is about, uh, Jean1150 says, masturbation ellipses male. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm dying. You might just have to hear me cough throughout this up, but um, <laughs> people either think this song is about jerking off or killing people. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess, you know, how could I say it's not a hot open if those are the only guesses on songmeanings.com? Masturbation. Male. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> You'll get your turn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not with Destroy All. I wrote that this is a new metal bop. It's new metal, but it's got this little bounciness to it that still has a crunch. I like this one. I thought it had a hot chorus, and I thought it was a great way to kick off the album. Feels very static X. It surprised me considering that my going into this album, I thought, well, this is the big, you know, um, stylistic change. So I'm going to be thrown off guard right away. Right off the bat, I'm like, no, wait, no. This sounds, this sounds like Wayne and the Boys. Oh, so, yeah. Matt Nas? I, I, I agree. It is very much Static X. His vocal treatment is a little bit more into the ministry vent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like uh, Al Jorgensen uses a similar vocal effect as well on those early ministry records, at least. Not with sympathy, but more in mind is a terrible thing to taste in uh, Psalm 69. But... It's a it's a hot open, but it doesn't rip, per se. So I That's, agree. Yeah. yeah, I felt like there wasn't a real like. It felt like there was like kind of no heart in this, which might sound like weird to say. Right, the ingredients are there, but there's something missing. Yeah, it's got the base ingredients, but let's see what happens next. Yeah, what do we got next? Up next, we've got control it. So right away, something I notice is that we've got all those Static X ingredients. It's not as heavy. Not as heavy. And the chorus is in the pocket. Like, I feel like they're, they're really 
honing like a pop instinct on it. But I don't, it, it doesn't have the weight. It doesn't have the weight. And I don't know if it's a, like you said, Jenny, like a heart thing or just, I don't know, like somebody, because here's the thing, I feel like they're trying something. I feel like we're hearing some choices because I don't, I don't think it's bad. I'm not like upset, but it's not, it's not, uh, yeah, something's off. Jenny? Yeah, I agree. I was, uh, I was giving this my final listen today, uh, on the journey to the great north of Michigan to visit Sweet Mitchell's family. We listened Ooh. to it together. <laughs> it's a very Ooh. romantic time. <laughs> but he went, it's just very background. <laughs> and Ooh. that's not how he sounds when he talks, by the way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think, though, that that's right. Like, it's not... This very much felt like scene where somebody's playing pool and you walk into like the the bar with like the bad boys there's something about it that just it feels like phoned in doesn't mm. feel like this is like a group of people who came together and wrote an album and like meant it it, it feels more like, like matt said yeah. are there you know you only get one chance to write your first album and there is a sense of almost like Static X Inc. needs a third album. It's been two years. You need to make a new album. It's a bit paint by number, I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Matt Nas? I think any any artist at the third album, it, it is a real crossroads for you. Because the first one is everything that you've been waiting to say. The second one's your reaction to the success you had in the first one. And then the third one is you usually try something new. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the funny thing also is it made me think about, you know, a lot of other bands that we've done and their third album, third corn album, World Breaker, Career Maker, third Limp Bizkit album, Legacy Definer, third Deftones album. I mean, how do you even, I mean, that's like setting this, like taking the mold, breaking it, forging your own path. This feels like, um, they're still searching. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, Jenny, you said, I mean, this is going way back, but when we did Wisconsin death trip, I mean, you were like, this album is like essentially perfect. And it made me think about this theory that I've sort of thrown around in my head of like, a really, really great band can't go long-term if their first album is their best album because then they're hobbled forever. And then it made me think about a lot of bands that I love who've had long careers. Their first album is not their best album. I mean, if we want to just go back, the bands we just talked about, I mean, the first Deftones album is not the best Deftones album. The first Corn album, we think it's not the best Corn album. <laughs> Apparently everyone else disagrees, but we don't think it's the best one. Um, and I don't think the first Limp Bizkit album is the best Limp Bizkit album. So, you know, the, you know, just going that, and then even getting out of that, just thinking about other bands. I mean, is the first, um, I think my, my favorite band Sloan, the first Sloan album is not the best Sloan album. No. Smeared? No. No. Smeared. Absolutely not. They're figuring their shit out. They're working it out. And I'm wondering if maybe just the fact that the Wisconsin was so perfect and defined and, you know, that there was, where did they go from there? 
Yeah, that's a good point. That that first album is kind of like an all timer. And no, like the yeah. first Rush album, not the best Rush album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you might be onto something. I might have cracked the code and we're only two tracks in. I gotta mention though, songmeanings.com. I'm so crazy. One, two, three, four, three, two, one. All caps. This is the best song Static X has ever made. The lyrics is hard to understand, but has the best music in it. All right. Days later, (laughs) days later, Ghost Wishing came in and said, not really. Wow. There they are. All right. That's it. Well, people came out to play for this album. Good for them. Mm -hmm. All right. Up next, we've got New Pain. I'm pulling it down. I'm sorry, guys. Back down, back down. First of all, I would call this a butt chain because I've been given a whiff of butt and a whiff of chains. (laughs) (laughs) I've been butt chained by this. Butt chained. Wow. I got butt chained very much here. Butt chained. I just want to know what uh fighter select screen this this song is in. <laughs> God, that felt like uh, a Mortal Kombat select screen. That is so by the numbers, paint by numbers. The thing is that it starts off with a sturdy riff that feels very static X. So I'm like, okay. Then he starts that singing. I wrote in my notes, whoa, what are these vocals? What is going on here? <laughs> what is happening? And I was when I first listened, I was I was driving and I actually put the CD in um, right after I dropped my son off at uh, preschool. And so I was I was driving and I'd listened to the first two songs and I was like, okay, this is feeling very static X, but whatever. And this song came on and I was pulling into the parking lot of Target to buy something. And I went, whoa, like to myself. (laughs) And. And then this woman got out of her car and walked in front of my car. And I like immediately turned it down. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, because she gives a shit. I'm listening to the third Static X album. Like, um, I don't want to cause an alarm here, but there's a guy in your parking lot listening to the third Static X album. Shadow Zone? I'll get security. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first arrest, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah when i heard this i was like "Ugh!" like no and then i said i felt like i got like a little bit of butt rock a little bit of um allison chains uh sweet mitchell said he heard chevelle here and then he accused me of not liking anything that had singing whoa which is ridiculous because i love jackson brown and all he does is sing (laughs) you know (laughs) I like that he brings this up. <laughs> I like that he brings this up with with track three on Shadow Zone. Do you know what, Jenny? I don't, I don't think, think you, you like singing. singing. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think I understood what he meant. Like, if we're listening to this, like, flavor of music, you're right. I have other places that I get my singing. But, uh, okay. like, I, I was just like, okay, this is not the hill to die on, Mitchell. This song fucking sucks. <laughs> Okay. Jenny, I can't believe you're saying this about new pain. 
the third song on Shadow Zone. And I waited until after the song to ask him if he'd like to go to the machine shop to see this tour. And he said, no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I know you're saying that you're like not really doing his voice, but you kind of are. Like You're <laughs> yeah, nailing it. Um, I did also write in my notes uh, that the verses are jarring and definitely feel, quote, off and, quote, wrong. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, I did think the chorus is on point, but, yeah, it's uh, weird. Matt Nas, do you have anything else to add for New Pain? No, I, I like I said, I, I felt like the beginning was, was all I'm going to be doing is bagging on it. No, I'm good. Okay, mm-hmm. I do want to mention one comment on songmeanings.com from A plus username Wang Mayo Baker, who said, This is about some bitch fucking with your head and creating pain inside your soul. Wow. Wow. Hey, man. If I had a nickel. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> well, let's keep going. I, will, I would love it. That was it. If I had a nickel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just Jenny's wishes. Oh, <laughs> I just want a nickel. Hey, man, if I had a nickel, I keep saying it. <laughs> yet to see one surface. <laughs> so you're about to get a, b- a bag of nickels in the mail. That's what's about to happen. <laughs> well, I'll pray for it. All right. Uh, up next, we've got the title track, Shadow Zone. this is not good what this really hit me with good. this one is that i feel like i feel like this is a song that like if you put it on and you're in the car with your mom she'd be like oh i like that i like that bop and pilot bounce around a little bit you uh, know yeah because it hit me the big big difference beyond the smooth weird singing that jenny hates and honestly i don't like either (laughs) where's the grit where's the grit 
I feel like Josh smoothed it all out. Because I went back and I listened to just a couple tracks from Wisconsin with Ulrich. And let me tell you, gritty, crunchy. It still has that stomp, but it's got a crunch and a grit. feels dirty. This is so fucking clean. He says masturbation a hundred times. He does. But, I mean, you're fighting up against that chorus. Shadow zone. Do, 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 I agree. I I do have a personal problem with things called zone. Oh, just because. So you are the uh, best. Okay. <laughs> you are the best. Person. We're getting into it. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, I know. What does Mitch think of this? My opinions about important things. Because okay, so in Michigan and and perhaps beyond, I've not seen it outside of Michigan, but there is a laser tag place called zap zone oh the zap zone love zap zone right good with zones but then as time has gone on zap zone has had to like kind of i'm guessing pivot their business a little bit to stay relevant so they have uh in some of their locations they've added escape rooms but instead of just calling them escape rooms they call it escape room zone And every time I see the sign, I get so mad. I'm kind of angry now, too. It's I just don't like, like that. it. the words together just, they shouldn't be there. Escape, escape room, zone. Escape zone. That's all they needed. Escape room zone. No. No. Get no. that room out of there. Shadow zone. No. Get out of here. Escape room zone. No. I don't know if I've heard a vocalist more bored while singing a song. Yeah, it doesn't. He's not doing Wayne Static. He's doing Wayne Static does Rob Zombie. Yeah, I wrote. uh, Apparently, there's some people called this evil disco, and I was like, (laughs) I I don't think either of those words belong here. I mean, evil. I'd say I'd say like evil disco with air quotes. But I mean, oh yeah, like like, Doctor Evil Disco. Yes, Doctor Evil Disco. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Songmeanings.com commenter Sing Dong Ding Dong. Great name. I think it's about masturbation. Sticking out tongue emoji. Rar. And then they say at least it's on Wikipedia's list of songs about masturbation. Wait, Wikipedia has a list of songs about masturbation. Well, uh, the the link they the link they have is a dead link. Um, and when you try to find it, it just takes you just to like, just like masturbation. It, it oh, takes yeah. you to Wikipedia's major. It's a real dead link there. It's not going to get a life out of that link. Um, no, it takes you to um, uh, the Wikipedia for masturbation proper. Which holy <laughs> shit! Holy shit! Lauren, it has a, I think Lauren just learned Lauren's what masturbation what it's is. all about. No, 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 no. It has shadows. Oh, no, it has the most. Wait, wait, wait. So think about what Jenny was saying about who she likes to be singing. Popular songs. The first song they list of songs about masturbation. Rosie by Jackson Brown. What? That's apparently about masturbation. According to Wikipedia. Okay, I'm going to have to look into that because Rosie is a great song. Well, there you have it. All right. Uh, he's in good company. A lot of good bands in here. Green Day, Longview, 
Uh, say anything while I can get sexual too. Get a grip by Semisonic, Darling Nikki by Prince, and Shebop by Cindy Lopper. All right. Well, now that we've learned about masturbation, uh, yep. let's go on to the next song. We've got a song called Dead World. Back on that first Static X album. Remember the song Love Dump? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like so weird. We're like, what is this song? What is it about? What could be going on here? It's a mystery. It's a song that only Static X could have made. Anybody could have made Dead World. It's, that's the thing. Like those songs on that first album, you were just like, these guys are coming from a different place. I don't even know what's going on. A song called Dead World. And then on top of that, his vocals, very Jonathan Davis on this song. Getting Jonathan Davis vibe. And then it's a weird move because going back to that third album thing, who do Deftones sound like on White Pony? They sound like fucking Deftones. Who do corn sound like a father lead is like fucking corn. They have, they are defining their sound. And on this album, instead of retrenching and defining the static X sound, he's cribbing from his peers. He's instead of being like a guy. I mean, we, we said that like, why wasn't static X on that front line? Why aren't they thought of? And the same thing is that they started out as a, as I think with Wisconsin, a first top tier band, but then they couldn't maintain it. And then they stop being a peer and they start, I don't want to say like lower, but yeah, they're not on that level anymore. Hmm. I'm dropping some harsh truths here, but I think you're right. Like if it is true that doing the queen of the damn soundtrack pushed Wayne static into wanting to do more, possibly like pop friendly things this just really doesn't first of all the songs that we've heard thus far seem very disconnected and disjointed on an album together right it's it's sort of all over the place so far secondly Mm. it feels like what was so good about wisconsin death trip was that it was just like right it was just it was fast and it was exactly Here we go. what it was. Yep, yep. And that's it. And this seems like it's kind of wishy-washy all over the place. It doesn't seem like anything's been fully committed to. So hit us up with the reviews. I think we're ready to hear other people's opinions on this one. So three reviews linked on um, 
Wikipedia. All Music gave it one and a half out of five. Melodic.com gave it two and a half out of five. And IGN gave it a 3.0 out of 10. Um, Yeah, the most interesting is the All Music Review, uh, which says it is a numbingly vacuous, no-dimensional dud that seems to have arrived via wormhole from 1998. Uh, Wayne Statics never sounded more like Jonathan Davis, yelling nonsense like my head's a loaded gun and breathing, killing, seething, willing over thudding one note thrash busied up with dated electronic fuzz. Josh is accused of flattening the material to a harsh hiss, reducing the drumming <laughs> to a vague click behind an impenetrable wall of guitars. And it eventually it all sounds like, yes, static. Wow. Yeah. Ghoul. Yep, and well, um, that yeah. makes us that makes me feel like we're taking it easy on um. Yeah, I will mention also. Um, I remember this right before we started recording, so I pulled it off my shelf. The uh, Rolling Stone album guide they reviewed all the way up to their B sides and rarities record, and basically it was like a two paragraph summation of the entire career. Most of it talking about Wisconsin. Machine gets a sentence, and Shadow Zone gets one sent. No, Shadow Zone gets half a sentence. They say it is vacuous new metal sludge that could almost pass for a corn record. Two stars. Wow. Wow. All right. I don't know who should be more offended, Static X or corn. <sighs> People got me taking their shots at corn. We take our shots at corn. Corn can take it. Hey, corn, yeah. yeah. Corn's oh. fine. We saw Jonathan Davis. He's doing great. <laughs> He's doing very good. All right. Up next, we've got a little track called Monster. Yes, they are monster. Any thoughts on Monster? It's dorky yet so far my favorite song on the album. Yep, easily. Yeah, I wrote in my notes that um, I wrote, "Damn, this is fast!" <laughs> like this <laughs> tempo-wise, this thing is really fast. <laughs> and uh, I, I was like, I wrote, "They're basically crushing here, right?" But I put question mark because of you know what's come before. I just wasn't sure. Am I mishearing it, or or are they really crushing? And I, I think they basically are here. The sample feels rote, doesn't feel like an interesting sample. Once again, it's that thing, those samples in that first record. He's like, oh, I got something wild. I got something so good here. But this sample is just sort of, you know. Um, plus the decision to name it after one of the most contentious REM albums. I don't know what they were doing there. That's a, that's a weird <laughs> choice. 
Um, when I was homesick this week, I watched MTV on REM. So oh wow, I got all the history. Any mm. questions about REM? Let me know. I love it. Matt Nas, any other thoughts on Monster? Um, you know what? <sighs> I, men- <laughs> oh, I mentioned it earlier, but I would just re-listen to Psalm sixty-nine over this to get my industrial kind of metal fix. This this is if it would have come out at that time, like ninety-two, ninety-three, I think it, it would have been a mind blower. You know, like this comes out ninety two ninety two to ninety five. I think a lot of people have been like, Whoa. But I feel in two thousand three this is a very dated style that yeah. they aren't breathing really fresh life into. It's a come down record, man. It really is. It really and it's is. so sad. Yeah, and you know, I didn't. Uh, it's not in. I don't know if it's the All Music Review or one of the other ones, and I'm not going to dig through them again. But they bring up the fact that this album art is stunningly generic. Um, it, oh, this is like the swirl effect in uh, in Photoshop. And this picture of Wayne with in the CD flare. with the CD inset here. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. And then <laughs> what's also funny? I just showed Matt the picture. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. And I watched um I watched both the music videos for this album. We haven't gotten to either of the singles yet, surprisingly enough. No, none of these songs we've heard so far have been the singles. They either seemed like ideas that had been done by somebody else better. One video was like a like a low rent version of um the System of a Down um video. I can't remember what song it was. Um but uh it was off of Toxicity. And then another video had just sort of random shots of uh, Wayne Static like driving his truck, but then also Wayne Static with like black contact lenses, but then Wayne Static just driving his truck, like straight up, just in his truck. And my first thought was, does he have any Step Kings in that truck? Hmm. That was my first thought. I'm like, if he's got that truck, that truck looks like a Step Kings truck. But, you know, it's just me. It's me wanting to talk about the Kings again. But yeah, this yeah easily this is the um, the best song on the album so far. What do we got next? Up next, we've got the only. This is the first single from the album. this song oh 
Number Listen, one, uh, yeah. when did he be like, oh, I think I I think I have heard Disturbed and I, I want to do Disturbed? Jenny, how do you feel about the fact that one of your most beloved movies broke Wayne <laughs> Static? Uh, <laughs> I guess it's like sometimes you got to know like what your boundary is and when to let something go. Yeah. I would yeah. say that was an issue for her boy. Yeah, I agree with you. It's funny is that I wrote in my notes that it's very corn, but it's missing all of the elements that make corn corn. Like it has a vibe that feels like a little Jonathan Davisy, but it made me think about the fact of like, for one, and we have talked about this before, corn have seven strings. On their guitars. If you don't know <laughs> that their fucking guitars have seven strings on them. Seven. You're a seven. goddamn idiot. I. This is a true story. I watched uh, Monkey give a tutorial on how to play blind on the guitar. He named every string before they started playing. He named seven strings. And let me tell you, if you don't got seven strings and you're trying to play corn... It's not going to be the same. It's not going to happen for you, bud. It's not going to be weird. It's not going to have a weird thud or crunch or I chug. Love that this is one person making fun of us for not mentioning corn seven strings. And I'm gonna bring it up forever because I don't. What you think I can't hold a grudge? I'll what? hold this grudge forever. Hey, Roach Riders, Indigo Angels, want us to lose our minds? Leave one negative comment about minutia and watch us spin into insanity. Yeah, this is why I read the comments as they're presented to me on who's <laughs> tweeting. And that's it. That's why I don't watch the videos. <laughs> hey, baby, I'm staying ignorant. <laughs> Bloomer's got her own rules. Those are my rules. I like them. I, I can't. I'll get too mad. I know how petty I am. <laughs> Well, then <laughs> I try well, to operate in such a way that just I mean, tonight you're going to get home. You're going to rip the covers off of Mitch. who will be sleeping and you're going to go. You think I don't like singing? <laughs> and then I'll sing to him. Yes. for Hours. Yeah. Yeah. I'll show him. Mm. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. And this is I realized listening. This was the single that made me go. No. And to completely stop listening to Static X. Which, mm, coming back sense. to it, makes sense. I gotta say, though, good comments and song meanings. Did you have a favorite one, Jenny? There were a lot of good ones. Um, you can start. And I'll... My f- uh, ghost wishing said, oh, yeah. whoop de fucking do. It's about Wayne's ex. That's what most of the songs of the CD are about. Ask the fucker. He'll tell you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's from June 13th, 2004. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Wayne. Mm-hmm. All right. I just like that uh, Debashia B says, if it wasn't for NFSU, I would have never known about Static X. So far, it's my favorite band. <laughs> I feel like this person has heard four bands, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the, so far, it's my favorite band. Like, you're not even committed enough to just say, this is my favorite band. <laughs> You're like, uh, there are a lot of bands. <laughs> hey, let's not go crazy. How about that? So far, favorite band. So far. 
All right. Up All right. next, we've got Kill Your Idols. You're fine, though. Oh, God. They were doing great. That song was ripping. I was enjoying it. I was like, okay, this is a pretty steady song. I can hang my hat on this riff. I like this. And then they drop into the Got the Life chorus, and I'm like, what are you guys doing? It's crazy. It, once again, it's 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 basically a love dump rip. Somebody in the comments of song meetings is like, doesn't this sound like love dump? And it does. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, let's drop, uh, let's drop, got the life into the middle of this. Doesn't fix it. Doesn't make it better. Jenny, thoughts on Kill Your Idols? Yeah, I, I don't have a ton to add other than what you said. It, it started out somewhat strong. I thought that maybe it sounded like something that had been in like a video game from the time or something, but mm-hmm. uh, nothing. I was like, I swear I know this song from something, but maybe it is just that it sounds like Love Dump. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I wrote my, it. I wrote my notes. It's like you're you're kind of seeing like really the limits of the sound, of what they've set up for themselves. Because we're not we're not breaking new ground, and by ripping from people like Corn, it's it's not even like we're taking like from a forefather it's not like they're pulling from ministry and running it through a new thing it's like no it's it's a it's a lateral mover like you're pulling to the guy next to me who you already have you've already got if you're listening to this you've already got a copy of follow the leader you've already got a superior version of this type of sound i feel like this is something you say a lot matt is like this band yeah this on this record they feel like lost they, like absolutely yeah. they the, to your point earlier the static the static x machine had to get back into the studio and maybe they weren't there like well think about it your drummer quits two days before you start recording you're not allowed to work with your boy that has been your producer in your first two records now there's tension that there wasn't on the first record and Um, your one-off song is now how you should do all of your songs yeah 
That's right. Yeah, the song that you did on a side project. Yeah. I mean, that's the alternate reality where there, where Jonathan Davis is not hamstrung by his record label and is able to sing all the songs on the Queen of the Dam soundtrack. What does the third Static X record sound like if Wayne Static isn't singing on Queen of the Dam? Mm. The, 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 there's your sliding door. That's right. You know? What if Anne Rice decided to write, like, true crime books? <sighs> you know? Yeah. A lot of see now we're talking. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tune in to my new podcast. (laughs) What if Anne Rice wrote true crime? Rice chat. Yeah. Rice chat. All right. Up next, we've got all in wait. Motherfuckers. This is when, actually, I have to correct. This is when Mitch accused me of not liking singing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, of course, because this is so Alice in Chains here. This is a straight chainsing that is happening here. And you guys know, as is known, as our listeners know, so established, be it our own personal canon. <laughs> right. You guys don't like Alice in Chains. I love Alice in Chains. I wrote in my notes, this feels so wrong. Mm. How about that? How about wow. that? How about I got that? a line. I got a line. I got changed. How about that? Mm. Wow. Who saw, who saw was, that coming? You. It was so unwanted that you yourself, a lover of the chains. A lover of the chains. Got changed. I got changed. Anyone can get changed. <laughs> That's the lesson. <laughs> anyway, all are at risk. <laughs> That's True. right. I thought I said I said don't Allison chains me, bro? Lane Staley could get Allison chains, you know? He could have. <laughs> Jerry Cantrell could I bet you Cantrell put this on and was like, "What's going on here? Don't don't wait. Don't do that to me." Oh. Don't do that to me. And now another song from from Boggy Depot. <laughs> God, I love Boggy Depot. Oh, uh, wow. And then um, songmeanings.com had a few comments on what the song could mean. And most people think it's about not being cynical and uh, shedding your cynicism, which is an incredibly un-new metal point of view. I mean, good to do, but also at the same time, not new metal. Not the new metal I love. Mm. All right. Up next, I'm just going to give this song title my best, my best try here. Looks like Ostego Electric. You nailed it. All right. Well, I'll take it. Oh, sorry, Jenny.
I like this one. I thought this one was uh, it was jaunty for sure, but uh, it had a strong chorus. I was all right with this one. Jenny? Uh, yeah, I liked this song too. It felt, I don't know, it was like closer to what I was expecting or looking for. So I still at this point was pretty tired of this. I mean, actually, I wasn't quite tired of this album because it is, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead to Matt's question, but it's not a super long album, despite the fact that we've been talking about it for there's, a super fucking long time. There's a lot of tracks, but they're all like three minutes most. Yeah. It does clip. It still clips, even though some of it sucks. Yeah, it does clip. Yeah, that's That should have been your pull quote. Moves yeah. quite along, but it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matt, your thoughts on Hot Seagull Electric? I, I did like the beginning of it. Um, I thought I, I thought this one was at least fun. Mm-hmm. It sounded like a more fun song on this album that has not a ton of fun going on. Speaking of fun, songmeanings.com. Everyone got a little crazy in these comments. Did you see this comment, Jenny, from Caspian? Uh, Cas- I'm sorry, Caspain. 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 Yes? Question mark? I'm going back. I just saw that it was talking lots about, like, where is this a town? And I stopped. There was caring. a lot of that. And then Caspain said, some reason, I just get a blaring sensation of a guy <laughs> getting a blowjob. <laughs> A blaring sensation. <laughs> that is a blaring sensation. A blaring sensation. Of a guy getting a blowjob. Classic. Wow. Um, and then uh, we get a comment from Pyramid Head 138. Love Great Silent name. Hill. Come on, buddy. Lo- love Silent Hill. This was a downvoted comment, by the way. Negative one. Shadow Zone was their worst album. I listened to it and I'm thinking, come on, Static X. You can do better than this. I hate buying CDs that only have a few good songs on them. And then Vaco comes in and says, Shadow Zone was their worst album because Static X did it in like a music industry studio. And the guys who were, quote, helping Static X record their music in the studio had a lot to do with the fact that Shadow Zone sucked ass. Because the dudes who were running the studio wanted the songs to sound how they wanted to and not the way Static X was trying to make their music like they usually do. A shorter version of what I just said would be if the motherfuckers who owned the studio hadn't been there to fuck things up, then it probably would have been another kick-ass album. Vago, wow. Vaco, coming in very hot. Very hot. Might be right. They might be right. Sounds like the call was coming from inside the house, though, because mm. Wayne Static seemed a okay. I mean, do all I've done is read the Wikipedia article. But but do we know the true uh, inner workings of Wayne? Apparently, Static. Enjoyed collaborating with Trip on this. He said that they this was it was good to write with him. He felt he had a punk rock attitude that was refreshing and brought a new approach and sound to the album. And while Static was typically typically more of a big picture person with this album, he let Eisen take control of many of the musical ideas while he focused more so on vocals. Ah, uh, yes. Well, there you go. Wayne ceded control to somebody else. Hmm. So we're blaming Trip for this. Absolutely. What a blameable name, Trip. Mm-hmm. Tripped you up. I'd feel so comfortable blaming someone named Instantly. Trip for just about anything. <laughs> uh, trip. 
You fucked us up, bro. Trip, can you take a seat, please? <laughs> please stop falling all over the place. No, Trip, like just sit. There. Just in the chair. We trip. get the joke. Trip. Don't we... tell me your ankles never fully healed when you were a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Trip, please. That is my collection of Fabergé eggs. And there they go. Okay. <sighs> well, all right. Trip. Terrible. All right. Up next, we got a song called So. Oh. Lauren is giving me a look like the cat that ate the canary. to this this video has an image that I never thought I would ever see in my entire life it's a rooftop Wayne Static is sitting on the rooftop he's got his hair as he always does he is unironically strumming his guitar an acoustic guitar Aaron Lewis style I didn't know what to do with myself you guys I did not know what to do I couldn't believe what I was saying it was so insane it seemed like like I, I felt like is someone have something on him is there is there a ransom note is there like you go up there and you do the exact same thing that Scooter did on that cold album. Or we're, or, or we're going to kill somebody. I don't know. <laughs> but I could not believe what I was saying. Someone, and this was a, someone that this, you love will get hurt if you don't if, do this. If you don't do this. This was a single. <sighs> Jenny. This was a single. This was, there were only two singles. The, the only and so. I, I, I'm I'm blown away, Jenny. I don't know much about the single or the video, but I do know that on songmeanings.com, someone got called out for their bullshit and came back two years later to apologize. Whoa! <laughs> <And> the <laughs> oh! apology was accepted. Uh, yeah, it, it looks like Ghost Wishing, who we've heard lots from, Mm-hmm. came here and basically said uh, somebody gave an interpretation of a song and was like, yeah, you fucking idiot. That's exactly what the song said. And then several people said, you know what? Ghost wishing. Fuck you. Get a life. You should be banished from this site. Ooh. And then ghost wishing came back and said, 
whoa, I was a dickhead back then. Sorry, all. And then... Cass... Caspane? I think that's what we're going with. Yeah. Apology accepted. So it was a real nice, a real nice turnaround. So, wow. The song might not be great, but it doesn't Mm. mean that redemption's not possible. So... It's true. Jenny... How yeah. respectful of our time is this record? Oh, this album comes in at a cool 39 minutes and 26 seconds. So really respectful. Very respectful. They of our rip time. through these songs. They, we don't. No. But they do. <laughs> yeah. Song five, I was like, how long is this going to take? Mm. If we just listened to the album, we'd be done by now. <laughs> but <laughs> we're talking about everything together. So. Uh. Yeah. All right. Um, next up, we got Transmission. That's right. an instrumental they wrote 20 songs for this album and they included this one which is i think 90 seconds long and ends with 30 seconds of explosion samples (laughs) i really don't know what this is doing here i mean i mean even with it it still doesn't get you to 40 minutes yeah, this is honestly one of the most one of the more baffling songs. Not the most baffling song in the album, but this one's I I really don't know what to make of this one. This is a strange um cuz it doesn't do anything. Jenny? Agree. I thought oh, it was yeah. just part of Invincible the first time I heard it, and then I oh, realized yeah. it was a separate song. It's <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then that does bring us to the last song on the album, Invincible. pleasure doing the show oh, with you guys. Finally, oh, that was Matt, it. That's it. That's it. Took his glasses off, took his headphones off. That was oh, it. Oh, yikes. Jenny, why don't we start with you on Invincible? Um, I don't like this song at all. They're Vincible? <laughs> extremely Vincible, in my opinion, yes. Uh, I, I mean... The first time I listened to this album, I saw that the last song was called Invincible, and I thought, you know, I haven't started this album yet, but I'm not sure that I'd bet on myself so hard to name my last track Invincible. It is a bold move. (laughs) So, um, 
yeah, by the time we got here, I was just like, oh boy, I don't think so. Here we go. This song was not for me. I'll say that. Not mm-hmm. for me. Lauren, what'd you think? It sounded like Chevelle or something. It has these synthy boys up top, which too little too late. It felt more like an obligation than a true style move. It has a Queen of the Damned vibe because it's sort of got this sort of slinky snake arm vibe to it. But this Alice in Chains vocal effect, once again, it's not why I'm here. It's not why I listen to Static X. What are you doing? And it's it all it doesn't even doesn't even sound new metal. It sounds like alt rock. Yeah, so I was not uh not into this. It's, it, this one kind of sent me out and like uh what did I listen to? I think I sent you a text, Jenny, after I listened to this the first time, and I said, like, this album has choices. Choices were made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> choices uh, were made. Uh Matt Nas thoughts? I mean, well, you turned it off really quick. I so turned I it off and, and <laughs> yeah. foe quit the show. Okay. I'm, I'm, fair I'm, enough. Yeah, it's it's a long list of not for me from mm. an album that could have been a lot more from a band who, uh, if if you've been a long time Roach Rider or Indigo Angel, you will know that during the Q&A of our Follow the Leader episode, somebody asked, what was the album that surprised you most or you didn't know about, but now is uh, is uh, one that you look up to and really enjoy? And I said, Wisconsin Death Trip. Static X didn't know about it before the show, and it's a classic. And here we are, two records later, and not so much a classic. No, not at all. It's a real shadow zone. Really, (laughs) you know, when I think of best use of use of the word zone, shadow zone, other than escape room zone. Mm. Great name. It <laughs> just rolls off the tongue. Great name. I'll meet Hey, why don't you get a pizza? I'll get a six pack of pop. I'll meet you up at the escape room zone. Escape room zone. Yes. <laughs> meet me there. Yay. I believe that it is the part of the show where we have a little chat about Canon Talk. Who's going to That's it. Uh, I'll start it off. I, I wrote in my notes, uh, this album is not as bad as I'd heard, but it's defanged. And I do stand by that because I had heard that it was like a, a real catastrophe and it's just uh, not good. It's uh, it's too smooth. It's derivative of other bands and Static X's previous work. Destroy All is cool, but I don't see it for the canon. The smooth vocals are wrong. This is just like the second Disturbed album in that it is a massive disappointment. Jenny? I'm still looking up this, this okay. bounce house situation, but I'm going <laughs> to go with a cool no. Uh, this album, I felt like, wasn't good. Even the songs that I told myself were good were only good in the context of this album that wasn't great. Um, yeah, just... Did it sell 45,000 copies in its first week? Yes. Is that more copies than I've ever sold of anything? Yes. Is this still a bad album that shouldn't go in the canon? Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Matt? Uh, I think I said it before, and I'll say it again. No, thank you. There you have it. Shadow Zone by Static X, not in the canon. Uh, but they've got a few more. They got a few more to come. Who knows? They could turn it around. They got an album called Cannibal, you guys. I've heard that's where they turn it around. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah. hey. 
Okay. All right. So we're not we're not done with the boys and static X just yet. We got more albums to come. Well, that is it for the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Shoot us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. That is coach with a K. And uh, head on over to roachcoach.com for every episode of the show going all the way back to episode one, all the way back to I don't know, episode I don't know, 13, 14, we did the Wisconsin Death Trip. Yep, that sounds about right. Reacquaint yourself with those. And uh, like I said... Next week, we start. What are we calling it, Matt? Let's just make up the, the name right now. The producer's spotlight. Producer spotlight on Ross Robinson. A whole month of albums produced by Ross that are not new metal. What albums are we doing? Finding out is just part of the fun. We know, but I mean, you guys don't. But you will right. when the episodes come out. Uh, so until next time, Jenny. Thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt, thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. 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 Everybody, soul and body code, all the sickness.